With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And don't get it twisted. The who will give your ass a boo-boo. And that boo-boo is the Minnesota Golden Goofu. What in the hell are you talking about? I think the appropriate question to ask after that show open is simply this. How old are you? <laughs> I don't know. I It's now back-to-back weeks of listening back to the pod, and obviously we had the, the yes scream that was just a, ridiculous, and then the Minnesota Golden Goofu, right. to me, just it's not acceptable. It's not okay. For a 39-year-old father of three to be saying things like Minnesota Golden Goofu, okay? The Minnesota Golden Goofu. <laughs> I mean, the I really Minnesota wanted... Minnesota Golden Goofu. I was rolling. It's, a, it's more about the wind than the who. And don't get it twisted. The who will give your ass a boo-boo. And the who... And, I was like, don't get it twisted. No. The who will give your ass a boo-boo. And that boo-boo is the Minnesota Golden Goofu. I just, in my brain, I was like, we need to rhyme! We need to rhyme! Rhyme! Goofu! Rolodex, Rolodex, Rolodex. All I got, I got Goofu. Are we good with Goofu? Yeah, send it up. Send it up, Goofu. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, he already said it. Sorry, he already said it. Oh, man. And your reaction was great. You did initially laugh. You just simply... Sat back, and then you even put her on a poll. Are we okay with Minnesota Golden Goofu? <laughs> what a great the, a great the Minnesota Golden Goofu. Yeah, oh. coming up the season opener for Matt Rule. It's the Nebraska Cornhuskers visiting the Minnesota Golden Goofu. <laughs> That's a game you better win. You can't lose to the Minnesota Golden Goofu. Let's go down on the sidelines with Jenny Taft. She's got more on. The Minnesota Golden Goofu. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to be the name of this podcast or not, but I like it. The Minnesota Golden Goofu. We're, t- we're stumbling into these things where the title of the pod is one of the dumbest things said on the previous pod. I'm I love okay it. That. I'm okay with that. That works for me. I do want to, because you, you put that on a poll, didn't you? I want to check to see what the results of said poll yeah. was. We could go reverse order here and I just mean, start with just, uh, with the polls, or just to, to just take a peek at, at one poll. That's okay. all I want to. That's I just want to see what we're right. what we're working with here. I mean, good golly, Miss Molly, we got a lot of. Are things. Are you good there. with the Minnesota Golden Goofu? Sixty eight percent said yes. Okay, sixty eight percent. You know what I think it is? I think sixty eight percent of the people went to Bo Rude Friend Camp and just they're like, yeah, yeah that, that's right. 
I feel like he he wanted to hop in right after the Minnesota Golden Goofu. Have yeah, to that's have. Right. That's right. <laughs> Very good. See? Thank you, yeah, Bo. Yeah, yeah, that's Always it. Good that's to have a friend like you. Yeah, appreciate it, Bo. Appreciate it. Just trying to trying to um, trying to tease the season opener. What's wrong with that? Okay. Matt Rule understands that the Who will give you as a boo boo, and the Who is the Minnesota Golden Goofu. Matt Rule been doing his thing for that chicken wing on the recruiting trail. You, You're gonna you, get a boo boo, and then a week two we play the Golden Buffalo. <laughs> Play the goofoos and the boofaloos. Week two will give your ass a boo-boo. And, and week two is the Colorado Golden Boofoos. <laughs> That's it. That was the original. That was the that original, original one. Yeah. So with each passing day, do you fall more in love with Matt Rule? Or do you, are you just, are you still guarding your heart? Are you like, ah, oh, we've seen this before? Because I don't know that we've seen this before. Like, this guy is, I, I was on uh, Hail Varsity. Last week with Schmitty. Wonderful. <laughs> okay. All right. Give me some Chuck in Oklahoma. That calls for a Chuck. What did Chuck think yeah. of your appearance on Hail Varsity Radio? Uh, Chuck, I was on Hail Varsity Radio last week. Wonderful. Thank so, you, Chuck. Okay, good, good. Okay, give and me that. Yeah, yeah, okay, give I said, it to me. He's the, he's the, the out-of-town uh, salesman who just shows up at your door. You've never met him, and then within 15 minutes, you're ordering one of everything. You're, you're taking the entire catalog. You're like, okay, all right, okay, yep, yep, yep. yep. And, and then you're inviting him in for coffee, yeah. and now you're best friend. Yes. He just showed up. He hasn't even been here nine months. It is. I, I will say, I went into this whole thing when – Everything got started with Matt Rule. I was very, I was my, my, the bottom of my art was guarded, Emmett Smith style. What was I mainly guarding, Emmett? The bottom of my art. I was guarding the bottom of my art when I was going into this thing. I was really trying to, to just not every, every moment they were like a waiter or a waitress. Like, you guys want some more drinks? Need some more? We got some Kool Aid. You want some Kool Aid? Sure, you good? I was turning it down. At every second I could, but as each month has passed, each checkpoint, for lack of a better term, that he seems to kind of clear, the bottom of my art is falling in love again. And I'm just, I don't know how I feel about it. But you know what's weird, though? The bottom of my art is falling in love, but it's done nothing to necessarily move the needle for how I feel about next season. I'm like, I'm all in on rule, but like this season, I'm like, Okay, I don't know if that's if that's how it has to be. But uh yeah, it's like you know that maybe there's going to be a change in higher office which might lower your taxes, but that election isn't for a year or two. Right. Right? So but but you have hope that something might change, but you know in the near future it's not impacting your bottom line. Like yes. you're just you're hold out hope that tax breaks, interest rates, all of that will change and so you can Right. I don't know, live more happily. Yes. But right now, it's like, eh, we're just going to have to fight through these couple of years, right? And you I know think what that's, it is? I think that's a good Here, Here's my analogy. You bought a ticket to see a movie that you you kind of got, you know, the group wanted to go see it. You don't think this movie's going to be that good. But the preview, you're sitting there watching the previews and the preview to a movie that looks all that. I'm talking all that comes on and you're like yes i cannot wait to see that in two years but for now i gotta sit through problem child you know what i'm saying that's true okay so i'll put that on the poll is year one of the matt rule era problem child 
Okay, it totally out of context. It makes it so awful that you would even say that. But so that's my maybe analogy. It's, maybe it's right. You got your bunch of crunch. Right. You're, you're doing it. You, you know, you got a movie. You're not that fired up to see. But boy, the preview coming up for two years from now looks like it's fantastic. Speaking of movies, and this is a um, kind of a flashback type of um, time of year, right? I mean, yeah. we're in the middle of summer. I'm about to head to Denver this week, and I'll be gone for a week. So we're going to try and, and put a couple of podcasts out there um, or at least you know record a couple here that mm-hmm. have it air next week. But um, do you, re- you remember? You remember? We had the screenwriter of Jaws on our radio program, you know, years ago. This is like 2011. Right. And – it resulted in one of the great exchanges that we've had. Now, Carl Gottlieb was the screenwriter of Jaws. And Jaws is a great, uh, just a great summer thriller. And this is why we're doing this, right? Like the summer thriller, uh, July 4th. Like, yes, yeah. That's when shark attacks happen. They happen on July 4th, the, right? the, the sharks are waiting all year for July 4th to take a bite out of right. someone. They're ready to have your arm declare its independence from its body, right? Yeah. Like that's, <laughs> yes. that's what they're looking for. I have so, no recollection of this. Uh, we, we had a, someone from Jaws on? I mean, what? Yeah, so Carl Gottlieb was the screenwriter, and he was doing a, uh, a, a meet-and-greet at Jocelyn Art Museum. And they were, he was making the rounds, and so we did a phone interview with him. And it's a three-minute clip, <laughs> but the payoff, I think, in the last 30 seconds is pretty solid. But uh, just listen, we had caller interactions about scary movies. This was... Gosh, this must have been 12 years ago uh, this summer. Tonight it's happening at the Joslin Art Museum, or Joslin, J-A-W-S, you like that? I mean, that fits right in. Tonight at 7 o'clock for 20 bucks. Tickets still available at Omaha Hy-Vee stores at Witherspoon Hall at Joslin Art Museum. They're showing Jaws with a Q&A with screenwriter Carl Gottlieb, and Carl Gottlieb joins us now here on the Chicken Nick Show on 1620 of the Zone. Mr. Gottlieb, an honor and a pleasure. Thanks for taking time out with us this morning. Oh, happy to do it. Carl, i got to ask you about two of my favorite lines in the movie. Obviously, they're both by Roy Scheider. Uh, you got the, we're going to need a bigger boat line, and then the, the, the final line of the movie, if you will, the smile, you son of a you-know-what. Yeah. Just talk about those two lines, and, and did you think they would kind of be as big a hit as they were? Well, you, you, I mean, you, you never know. I, they, I mean, but you don't know when a phrase is going to catch on and be, become, you know, hugely popular and, you know, forever identified with the movie. And you can't really plan that. That was Carl Gottlieb, screenwriter and actor from the movie Jaws, who joined us last hour. What a great, th- seriously, a thrill to talk to a guy yes. who gave us some of the great lines in movie history. A couple of them. Didn't need a bigger boat. We're going to need a, And smile, you son of a you know what. It was great. Hey, Mark, what's up, man? Oh, I tell you what, boys. When I was a boy, and even now, I wet myself. <laughs> that that big old dog, Cujo. Oh, so Cujo is a Saint Bernard. Yeah, I mean, Cujo was a killer dog. Boy, t- boy, the the movie <laughs> Beethoven really went on a limb, having a like a fun loving family dog. <laughs> that's a Saint Bernard. <laughs> yeah, Beethoven really went out on a limb. Guys, I know this is risky. I say we have Beethoven be a Saint Bernard. I know Cujo is giving Saint Bernards a bad rap, but this dog's really a family dog. And we're also going to go on and let me get Charles Gruden. He's going to be the dad. <laughs> hey, Joe. 
Guys, you know, I know people are calling in to tell you what movies used to scare them, but don't scare them now because they're so stupid. But seriously, I saw The Shining when I was I was born in 77. My parents were so stupid for letting me watch it, like 80 <laughs> or 81. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. I had nightmares, and I slept in their bed for like two months. And I'm talking like terrible nightmares. And my mom was so pissed at my dad for letting me watch it. Well, to this day, when that show is on, I'm so intrigued with watching it, but when the scary parts are coming up, I'll turn the channel, <laughs> and I'll like, keep flipping back, and I'll still kind of have my eyes covered while I watch it. Thanks. Uh, Joe, for a minute, I thought you were going to say, to this day, I still have to sleep with my parents. I really <laughs> I really thought that's the way that was going to go. Thanks, Joe. Isn't that so true? And if, to if this you day, I to sleep <laughs> with my mom and dad. I have not. I have slept with them since, to this day. <laughs> and, and my mom still is so mad at my And dad. their line was, we're going to need a bigger bed. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry. Oh boy, Chicken Nick. It must be Friday. Chicken Nick. Sixteen. That's a good three minutes there with uh, That's so with talking talking jaws. <laughs> Um, you were cringing at one point during the interview. Well, uh, you can't see it because it's on, you know, this is a podcast, but I'm, we're fa- we FaceTime, we Zoom yeah. during our pod just so we can feel like we're together, we're in studio. And as soon as you started asking the question <laughs> to Carl Gottlieb, I'm looking at you in the Zoom. You duck out of the Zoom I, I almost couldn't. like you wanted to leave the I did. Room. If what I could have hit abort, I would have I would have just like hit passenger eject out of the podcast. I don't know. Sometimes I listen to myself ask questions. To this day, queue up Joel Collette at Dairy.com. Uh, but, man, I really I kind of was getting my fumble game right through that, you know? Carl, I got to ask you about two of my favorite lines in the movie. Obviously, they're both by Roy Scheider. Uh, you, you got the, we're going to need a bigger boat line. And then the, the the final line of the movie, if you will, the smile, you son of a you-know-what. Yeah. Just talk about those two lines. And, and did you think they would kind of be as big a hit as they were? Oh, you man. you almost uh, merged Rob Schneider and Roy Scheider. <laughs> I, I created a drama comedy acting just, you know, like a twist cone. <laughs> a swirl act- actor. I combined two, all right? You're, you're with Jaws on the boat. <laughs> <laughs> Making scaries. <laughs> Steve and Sandy making copies. Let's just say the movie wouldn't have been as good if it was Rob Schneider. Carl, I got to ask you about uh, two of my favorite lines in the movie. Obviously, they're both by Roy Schneider. <laughs> I love it. Joel Klatt was Joel Klatt somewhere is just I love it. I love it. Can Joel's I, the best. I, I love mean, it. Thank thanks, you. Joel, supporting me no matter what. Fumble through a. Say Steve and a Roy Roy Shaley say Roy Schneider. Roy Schneider. <laughs> I love it. Thank you, Joel. Steel is deep. Steel is deep. Steel is deep. Oh, man. I just, I just remember how I, I never felt, like, not to get, I never felt comfortable. It, it takes some time getting used to interviewing and asking questions, and I felt like it took me. To this day, I'm still not comfortable asking questions. But it no, took, it's, it's taking you about 25 years. You're still, you know, you'll get there. <laughs> you'll get there. But man, early on, you, your boy was a little nervous. Everybody's a little nervous. Everybody's a little nervous. <laughs> well, there's no doubt. Uh, 
What makes you think like you're nervous with the uh, with all that when you're interviewing someone? Joel Klatt, FS1. Joel, you know, from my vantage point, you're as good as it gets in the college football world. We appreciate your time. I know you're super busy. Have a great call tomorrow night, and uh, stay safe. Say say a little stay safe in uh, in in Lincoln as a Buffalo, my man. I love it. Oh, makes me feel good every time he just supports me. Oh, so man. Good. Between that, between the Pete Rose, I mean, then even now, Carl Gottlieb, we have numerous moments in time that just make me sound me stupid. All right, quick time out to tell you about Peerless Energy Systems. And here's the thing, Chick, you may hear the name Peerless, and you may go, okay, I've, when you hear Peerless, what do you think of? What's the first thing you think of? The first thing I think of is former Buffalo Bills wide receiver, Peerless Price, Boom. who was one of the better receivers we have had. I think it goes Andre Reid, <laughs> James Lofton, Peerless, Peerless Price. Price okay? baby. That's who I think about. Well, here's the thing. How about this little anecdote? The owner of Peerless Energy Systems, Ed McMorrow, was watching the 1998 Orange Bowl, Nebraska, Tennessee. And before right. he was a Buffalo Bill, Peerless Price was a Tennessee volunteer. That's Peerless correct. Price was interviewed on the sidelines, was asked what his name meant, and he said it means, quote, without equal. That motto stuck with Ed, and when the company was launched in 1999, just one year later, he wanted to create a company that was without equal in the industry. So, boom, Peerless Energy Systems was born. That's really, really cool. That's, uh, that's, that's awesome. Peerless Energy Systems, established back in 1999, they are the Solaire authorized distributor for Nebraska and Iowa. Solaire is the leading American manufacturer of air compressors. They're located in Michigan City, Indiana, that's Chicagoland. They go to market via local distributors and make some of the best air compressors and ancillary compressed air equipment in the industry. So Peerless Energy Systems, their core values, reliable, dedicated, and responsive. Let me tell you something. One of the men responsible for and involved in Peerless Energy Systems, our buddy Josh. That's so right. we would say, Josh, remember, he and his son quoted the show at the Bar Mitzvah. He was at the live show. We always say, support those who support us. Josh is supporting the show. He's been an avid listener for years, he and his family. So support Peerless Energy Systems. Josh, I would say Peerless has the core values. I would say Josh has those too. He's reliable, he's dedicated, and he's responsive to the Schick and Dick show. But with, with Peerless... Here's what you get with those three core values. They're locally owned and operated. They have certified compressed air auditors on staff. They have a large local dedicated rental department and 24-hour emergency response for service parts and rental equipment. It's what you get with Peerless Energy Systems. Target markets include manufacturing market, food processing, utilities, transportation, refineries, and even light industrial like body shops, car dealers, automotive, countertop makers, etc. So, Peerless Energy Systems, for more information, Go to peerlessenergy.com. Support those who support us. Peerless Energy, proud sponsor of the Chicken Nick Show. Back to Nebraska, you, you said uh, they still, even though he's uh, really crushing it right now, you've got the, uh, you're not falling for the short-term con, right? right. You're, you're in it for the long haul. I'm right? very much in it for the long haul. That's where, that's, yes. Why are you giving me that look? You're giving me a look. What look no. are you no, I mean it's a, it's a very it's a very level-headed uh, thought because when Scott Frost became the head coach, he's like, "Hey, you better get us now." We're like, okay, well, <laughs> I mean, we're we're going to be winning natties here, so 
Yeah. Whenever, whenever you're ready, Scott, you know, get this thing going here. Right. That, it, that's the beauty of Matt. The timing of Matt rules hire is he comes in after a guy that checked almost every box. Yes. And now it's like, well, I guess we'll just see. And Matt rules like, well, let me, let me be the adult here. Well, you know, what's funny though. Uh, early on in the, after the hiring, Tom Chattel had a quote. He was in on this pick six podcast, him and Sam McEwen. We're talking, and he he basically had a position that when you first hear it, you kind of go, no way. But he was talking about how he actually thinks Matt Rule has the least amount of pressure on him that any coach has had post, I mean, I, I guess you could say post Devaney, but you, if you want to even just take it post Tom Osborne, where if you look at it like his bar right now, like if he go, if they go six and six, they go seven, they go to just a bowl game, people are feeling really good about it. So, it's it's weird. There was this feeling of like, man, well, if Frost doesn't work, kind of the same bar that Scott Frost had last year, though. If they had gone six and six, he probably saves his job, right? Sure, sure. And so from that, yeah. so if you just frame it from that perspective, the pre that that's not a crazy amount of pressure at all. I mean, all you got to do is just get to get to a bowl game, and that's it. And people are going to be, I I think people would be happy, but. It's just kind of it's there was this feeling of well sometimes you think that the standards and the expectations are way too high at Nebraska because they fired two nine win coaches so that people just have that stuck in their brain you know uh, even though things have changed but you think about the bar that he probably has to clear for most people it's like yeah six wins you're good everybody's feeling pretty good about that it's kind of weird to say you know what I'm saying Doug. You know, one of the great things, too, about it is this is a mulligan where even if he doesn't get to six wins, let's say they win four. What are you going to do? I mean, what, what are you going to complain about? What are you really going to complain about if they go five and seven? I mean, unless they're getting blown out by 30, what are right. you complaining about? It's like, well, he's got to give it time. Right. You know? Right. He's got I, a, this is a breakfast ball. This season's a breakfast ball. Yes. You know, as long as you're not hitting it backwards or killing a guy in another cart. Right. No, yeah, gonna get, gonna get some time, but in the era of the transfer portal, there is that. You know, you got to show, got to show me something here because you want to be attractive to other players, right? But, but you're right. There's, it does kind of feel like if you rule, you could just go okay. Even if you go four and eight or whatever, you're just like guys. Listen, you guys have not been to a bowl game since 2016. Like, come on, you know. I mean, get get real here. But yeah, I, I'm I'm feeling great about what he's doing. He's kind of flipped. Some in-state recruiting stuff overnight, which is exciting. Uh, but I don't. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'll be. I'll be wrong because I also in my uh, my schedule extravaganza pods that I that I had. If you do think about the oh, West, geez. this this why are we so serious on this pod? But if you do think about the West, you kind of go okay. Minnesota loses. Say the running back's name. I never say it right. Ibrahim. Ibrahim. Are you in the Mo Ibrahim? I didn't see in the running back. Are you Mo Ibrahim? Ibrahim, he's gone. You look at Illinois loses their defensive coordinator, and they're they had four four studs in the secondary, one of which was a top Chase ten. Chase Brown's pick. gone. Chase right. Brown, everything running back. Yes. The Brown brothers are gone. Wisconsin's yeah. like over complete makeover. They got we've talked about it. They got major two thousand four Nebraska vibes. Uh, Purdue loses Jeff Brom. They lose Aiden O'Connell. They got a young first time head coach. Northwestern's been struggling on the struggle bus for two years. I'm not sure who I'm missing here. I, I mean, Iowa's been kind of a wreck offensively for a couple of years. 
Yes, is Cade McNamara the answer? I don't know. Um, there's still the Brian Ferentz elephant in the room. So I guess what I'm saying is, listen, Nebraska's got their issues, but you look around the West, it's not like there's just a bunch of of teams that are locks, solid, steady, know exactly what you're getting. So I don't I mean, I guess what I'm saying is like could Nebraska like steal a few more games than maybe you think? Maybe. I was asked last week on College Sports Radio on uh, Sirius 84, they had, I think it was Hester who asked me about Nebraska. Or no, is there another team out there in the Big Ten that you think could maybe surprise people? My knee-jerk reaction was Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Simply because they've got the continuity. Yep. They check the box at quarterback, and they know who they are. Right? And by check the box at quarterback, I mean a guy who's who's been in the system and knows. I mean, Kayla McManus isn't going to be setting the world on fire, but – they got a really good uh, defensive coordinator, Joe Rossi. They've got a, a culture that people buy into. So no question. That's one that I would be – if I'm Minnesota, I'm taking advantage of other teams in transition, which includes Nebraska, which includes Wisconsin, which includes Purdue. Illinois is going to take a step back. I'm feeling pretty good if I'm Minnesota this year. about, And I better feel good because it's my last year of this division before right. things get shaken up a little bit. Right, so, right. By, by the way, Tonga Viola, the Maryland like, – is that the best quarterback yeah. Nebraska will see? Uh, J.J. McCarthy. You you would say is McCarthy better than, than Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. T- Talia Tungabailoa to me has is one of those like ton of potential you feel and maybe it's because of his last name you feel like he has more than I'm he has. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. I'm drinking but the the two Kool-Aid. Can't just leaves you want going is that it? Like can we Is there is more the, out there? Is so he we'll the see. second best quarterback? Nebraska will see. I uh I I am believing in Shadur Sanders. I mean I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna turn my eye to uh, either Cade McNamara or Tanner Mordecai either. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think there's gonna be a handful of guys out there, especially by the end of the year. We're like, hey, that guy's that's pretty good. But it'd be I'd go JJ McCarthy in terms of ability. I mean, probably Talia, but I'm. It's not. I guess I'm, I also bring I'm, that up to be like it's not a murderer's row of QBs you're seeing either. But it's never really like that in the Big Ten West. You know? No, they got Illinois got a transfer. Um, then you flip it back. Are they looking at Nebraska going, hey, Jeff Sims, look out? Yeah, no. <laughs> right? So I'm. Uh, That's what's funny I, about I it is I'm sitting here being like, like, look at this. Reserving judgment on Jeff Sims. I'm not in the Jeff Sims camp yet. He's going to have to win me over. He's going to have to win me over. I agree. I agree with that. Look at us. Hard hitting breakdowns. Look at us. Too serious. It's too serious. Look at us. Okay? Look at us. Quick time out here from the Chicken Nick podcast to tell you about Go Currency. Does your business need easy, competitive financing for trucks or equipment? Currency is here to help. Currency specializes in finding the best available rates and terms for construction equipment, farm machinery, trucks, and trailers. In fact, customers can get loans for up to $500,000 with little or no money down and terms up to 72 months. Currency can also help if you're getting serious about buying a new or used motorhome, fifth wheel, or utility vehicle. All you got to do, just fill out an application and the currency finance team will get to work finding a lender with the most competitive options. It's quick, secure, and free to use. Currency is equipment financing made simple. Visit GoCurrency.com for details. Offers may vary and arranged by Express Tech Financing, LLC, DBA Currency, pursuant to CFL license. There are a couple of things I I do want to uh, do before we get to the polls. These were sent to us. This was from last week. Paige. Uh, Taylor Swift, love story. Yeah. 
song featuring Nick Ball. Hit it. Hey, all right. Okay. There is Nick Baugh. Shouts in... out to Paige. Me and Taylor <laughs> oh Swift, baby. Taylor? That scream is still just, it's not good. It's really bad. It is really, really bad. bad. And then uh, Dan Beavers had some sinus surgery. Yeah. And is sinus surgery code for nose job? Like, I, I don't, don't really. I'm not like... sure. I don't know. He looks like he had sinus surgery. Like, he is sitting there. He's got gauze at the base of his nose. Right. And he's sitting he there He got the Marsha Brady football to he, the nose and struggling. He tweets, there's only one scientifically rigorous way to gauge your recovery from sinus surgery. And as soon as he tweeted, I know what he means. I know what he means. There you go. What do you mean? What do you mean? Or you and the OR they I didn't see it there. <laughs> that I mean that's worse than Bo Polini. Is it not? We always did this whenever someone was sick. We would say you have to it was the Borometer. And we didn't put a thermometer in your mouth. We did the Borometer test. And it's the what do you mean test because when he said this, when Bo Polini said what do you mean like this, it sounded like he was so congested. What do you mean? Like, it just sounds wow. like he's day four of a two-week cold. What do you mean? There was also, that might have been coming off the heels of, God, what game would it have been? Maybe at Iowa, at State. Iowa State. Quint Kucinich was interviewing Bo Pelini, and the angle of the camera at halftime was literally like, the producer's like, let me get a shot of Polini's left nostril, please, just right up in there. And it was the cameras up in his nostril, and there was just a ton of snot. What do you mean? We we joked at that time that he was going to need a uh, a Kleenex coordinator <laughs> because Bo Pelini was just dripping in snottage at the time. So much snot. Quint Kucinich was like, "Good golly, this guy away from me, Miss Molly." Yes. Hey Dan, recover, man. So we, we need you to. We need your impressions. Which, by the way, we're not that far away from our, our parody pump-up songs. Have you thought about this at all? Have you started to brainstorm? Has Bill Ramby broken into programming, talking about a chance of brainstorming for parodies coming up here? Because I, I've thought about it, but I've not really sat down and tried to cook up something. I mean, it's got to be a play on words with rule, right? I can't select I a newcomer. Thought about it. I have not in. done the roll up the sh- the sleeves, Bill Ranby no. uh, thing yet. Haven't done it, and I'm not sure when I will do it. Um, but I am just saying that thing's going to creep up on you, boy. Before before you know it, the Minnesota Golden Goofu going to be coming. They're going to be taking on the Minnesota Golden Goofu, and you better have a song in your back pocket. Okay, I feel bad now. I'm the Sports Illustrated. Am I the Am I the curse? If I pick a player and make a song all about them. Not that Mathis had a bad year, this but he's certainly... I have the first lyric. I have the first lyric to your song. And don't get it twisted. Yeah. The who will give your ass a boo-boo. And that boo-boo <laughs> is the Minnesota Golden Goofu. And then beat kicks on. Pretty good right there. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do, though. I'm going to take a song from the 90s like I always do most of the time. That's my move. Did my Smash Mouth All-Star <laughs> and my... What was my other... Did I do two songs? 
You did two years ago. Whipple Plays. Yeah, I did. did, Yeah, Whipple Column Plays. Mathis got sacked. Whipple was fired, and Mathis is out. I know. I'm nervous. I'm nervous to peg, make a song about Jeff Sims or Billy Kemp. You know? I don't know. MJ Sherman. I don't know. Or, you know, do a Marcus Satterfield or a Tony White. Like, if I write a song about you, it's over for you, dog. So I don't know. Do you, like... Everybody wants to rule the world, but turn that into Matt Rule. I thought about that, but my strengths. Yeah, I figured my you would strengths, do that. My strengths, as you probably can tell, are rapping, and so I want something I can rap. <laughs> if I gotta sing, I'm horrendous. Oh no, I did a uh, Husker Husker Hot Stepper. I did that and Smash oh, Mouth All Star. So I've done four straight '90s songs. You boys living in the '90s? Do I stick with the '90s? I think I gotta stick with the '90s. Hot Stepper was, oh my God! Chang, here comes Scott Frost, Husker, and we got Trev Alberts. Excuse me, Mr. Martinez. Still love you like that. Now the best part about it though was Bill Moose is out of the area. Yes, okay, just Bill Moose is out of the area. I mean, yes, I, he is. Yes, he yes, is. He is. He's in the ranch somewhere. Has anyone heard from Bill Moose in a while? Hopefully, that dude's doing his thing. He's hanging in there. Uh, yeah. So I mean. That's the other thing. I, I I need to slow down with me doing two songs. What am I doing? I should have. Sp- I got to. What am I doing here? Just do just pick a, a song, song. Put more attention on it so that we don't have lyrics like this. Bill Moose is out of the area. <laughs> just, just now, granted, when you spread yourself thin, you do get lines like this. Bill Moose is out of the area. And I don't mind it. Whipple Colin Plays was unnecessary. The Hot Stepper song was the song I should have went with. I should not have done. The Smash Mouth All-Star remix, that song was stupid. (laughs) You didn't need to do that. You mean we don't need songs like this? Tom Osborne once showed me the way Nebraska could be. I hope the glory years aren't dead. We are feeling kind of dumb because the Kool-Aid we all chugged and we haven't even been to a bowl game. Well, the gears start coming, but the winds aren't coming. Okay, all right. That's, we don't that's need any more of that. Here. Burn it. Everybody burn it. Let's dry, Let's get on a boat. Let's here. go into the ocean. We're going to drop that into the ocean. Let Jaws, let Carl Gottlieb and Jaws <laughs> deal with them. Oh, that's so bad. So, no, I'm committing it's to rough. one song, and I need to rap. Do we all agree? Say aye. Aye. Okay. Aye. I love it. You gotta figure it out. I'm gonna uh, start bef- just thinking about it. Before things. we get to the polls, and we're gonna tease some big news here, I want this. This is from Brett discussing Nick's outburst, called me for a rewatch of the Dean's Scream footage. Here we go. <laughs> Remember this? Going to New Hampshire, Tom Harkin. We're going Montana. And I was thinking, I wanna say it was like Idaho or Idaho State. I forget which one it was. Going to California and Texas and New York. No, it wasn't Montana, it was Wyoming. I apologize. And Washington and Michigan. And then we're going to Washington, D.C. to take back the White House. Yes! (laughs) Good job. That's well done. That's well done. By the way, we've not not worked in a Chris today. Now we got a fort. Now, I mean, you're already in the polls. Sheesh. I will say, I was thinking has infiltrated my life. Just, just that's always a sign. What has really infiltrated your life, and you, you drop that all the time. I am a I was thinking guy. Okay. 
And I was thinking. And I was yep. thinking. And I was thinking. That's it. We're going to tease something here, uh, really big here in a moment, but shall we get to the polls? Yes. I All was right, thinking rest of the I polls. was getting to the polls. And I was thinking. <laughs> All right. We got. Here we go. Do you refer to it as mini golf or putt-putt? 69% said putt-putt. It is putt-putt. And I was thinking. It was putt-putt. <laughs> a better date as a young single. Going to a movie or putt-putt? 78% putt-putt. See? I agree. We already did the Minnesota Golden Goofu question. Yeah. Was Nick's yes too loud? That was a uh, a loud uh, yes. But only 39% said yes! 61% said no. Uh, Nikki said it wasn't loud. It was just completely unnecessary, and that's what makes it great. Okay, that's a good way to put it. Can a seven-year-old handle the movie E.T.? 65% said yes. Okay. Well, that I mean, noted. Noted. I really want to, I really want to get my E.T. game right. Is Nick's good? Yeah. Is Nick's good something you would hear in response to a question from Chris Hansen on To Catch a Predator? 93% said yes. Hey, Chris. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing well. Yeah. What do you got? Wow. 90- you know what's funny? That's as high as we've gotten. This just hit me. You said good. We have a Chris Hansen question. Let's call her Chris. Let's let's start connecting some dots here. Okay. Hey, Chris. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing well. Yeah. What do you got? <laughs> <laughs> um, would you respect a coach who said holy guacamole for his opening statement in his postgame news conference? 79% said yes. Okay, that's good. I like this response. Nate says only if it's followed by let's go. Let's question. <laughs> All right, hot day. Let's go. Let's question. Yes. Oh, one of my favorites. Do you think Matt Rule will have an opening statement at, Could at Big Ten Media Days? Could you imagine if Matt Rule goes to the podium three weeks from now at Big Ten Media Days and just walks in there and goes, all right, let's get some questions. All right, hot day. Let's go. Let's question. Dude's going to oh, come up. Good. His, his, this, good. this opening statement is going to be big time. I'm willing to like I, set the bar high. Remind me, when we get to that, so this is a few weeks from now, we need to set the over-under for the opening statement length. If you took the over-under of .5 seconds last year and you took the under, you won. Can you believe that? You cast your ticket. Yeah. I think the over-under will be a little bit more. I'm kind of gearing toward about three and a half minutes. My first thought was four to four plus. So I would at this one, I maybe take the over. Now, four-minute opening statement's a long one. But dude's got a lot, a lot of things to say. And he's in front of a crowd. He's used to being in front of a church, in front of a crowd, in front of a group of people, man. Like, and, and this will be he, – he's obviously been in front of people as Nebraska's head coach. This is the first time he's Nebraska's head coach in front of other Big Ten coaches, in front of – like this is a very – this in, is a – In front of the conference. Yeah, right. th- this is huge, you know. So he's going to go up and down. He, he's, he's coming with it. All right, hot day. Let's go. Let's question. I'll put that on the poll. Is at Big Ten Media Days, is Matt Rule going to come with it? <laughs> He's got, everybody's going to want to marry him on top of a mountain. <laughs> Seriously, every single person in that place is going to want to marry him. You went from the worst speaker to the best in the Big Ten. Right. Now, can he coach? Probably. Does, is he going to win games? Who cares? It's, <sighs> it's July. Yeah. 
Remember, right. remember last year because that's it was post Big Ten media days, people taking anger at Scott Frost's lack of a statement that led to my cynical skeptim- skepticism. Cynical, that's that's what brought my skepticism about. I was trying to defend right. Frost. You were his meat shield because you couldn't even speak. Scott Frost is in this spot where everything he says is met with cynical skepticism, skepticism uh, from you know skepticism. Excuse me, jeez, I just like <laughs> it's worse I love, every time my, I hear it. My favorite part is the stroke at the end. Yeah. Skepticism. Excuse me, jeez, I just like so bad. You know who's not bad? Mac Baugh, uh, after he's done with Hank Haney. Yeah. Should Mac Baugh work with Hank Haney immediately? 90% said yes. By the way, Mac Baugh's birthday turns three today. So oh, everybody just. Happy birthday, My Mac. little man is upstairs. He got a bunch of bluey toys. He's getting his bluey game right. He don't got the blues because we got him bluey. You're listening to the Mark Jackson Suggestion Present Show exclusively on 1620 The Zone. You will still be able to do Mark Jackson jokes for ABC broadcast. Man. Yes. Mm. It's a tough week. Yeah, it is. Crikey.net, I believe, is the Are you tired of the caller Chris drop? 84% <laughs> said no. Okay, good. Uh, let's see. Have you ever used the word truncate? 52% said no. Okay. I think there's a little, I mean, come on. Now, we got a lot of liars out there. As we leave this pod in this episode, speaking of the word truncate, Ken Pavelka tweets Sunday evening. Mm-hmm. He tweeted this latest episode of the Chicken Nick show is superb, <laughs> but couldn't listen to all of it. Needed truncated version. <laughs> Kent, you know what we say about getting a truncated version? Got it. Okay. Thank you, KP. Uh, Tyler, what do you think? I'm not happy about that. Chicken Nick. Yeah. Chicken Nick. Yeah. Chicken Nick show. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And their line was, we're going to need a bigger bet. (laughs) (laughs) A Huda Media Production.